everybody, I'm Faith, and I have Down syndrome. But our podcast is not really about that exactly. And I'm Andrea. I'm friends with Faith. Our podcast is about conversations and connections. It's about how we are the same and how we are different. For each episode, Faith and I interview a different guest. Some of our guests experience intellectual and developmental disabilities, also known as IDD, and some don't. We talk about friendship, family, adulthood, and when it comes up, disability. Our podcast is called Everybody In because we are so interested in everybody. So let's get started. For this episode, I'm really excited to be here with my friend Ryan Wilson. And during the episode, a lot of times when I would ask Ryan questions, there were times when, Ryan, you would need a little bit of time to think, right? Right. And so sometimes in when we actually recorded this episode, there are some long silences where right. we're figuring it out, right? Right. And for the sake of the podcast, we decided that it would be okay to trim those silences down a little bit so it's a little bit easier for listeners to follow the story. Right. But we wanted to let all of you listeners know that Ryan and I, you know, when we actually recorded, it was a little bit different than that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. So when it comes to real life, we take all the time we need. And when it comes to radio life... We make a few edits. That's right. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Enjoy the show. Uh-huh. Hey, everyone. I'm Andrea Moore, one of your hosts for Everybody In, a podcast conceived and produced by The Wayfaring Band. And faithless is he that says farewell when the road darkens. J.R.R. Tolkien must have been without faith, but I am not because I have Faith right here next to me. Hi, Faith. Hi. Um, my name is Faith. <laughs> um, and thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, that's great. Thanks so much for joining us. We're excited. We've got a great show today. Who is our guest, Faith? Ryan Wilson and his friend, Joe Grass. Ryan Wilson has come to us live and in the flesh and in person. And we are so lucky that Ryan didn't even come alone. He's got his buddy Joe Grass with him as well. We are going to get to know both of them a little bit better. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about the format. Who's leading the show today, Faith? You. Why do I always forget that? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Don't worry. I didn't really forget. Should I talk a little bit about my plan? Please. Uh, hopefully it's a good plan. It's hopefully. The, it hopefully. It it's the same plan that I always have. Right. Right. So the plan is that I already know you a little bit, Ryan, but I want everyone else to get to know you better. So I'm just going to ask Ryan a whole bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. Going to get to know him, hear a little bit about his life, his dreams, his experiences, and we'll kind of see what we can all relate to and what we want to learn more about. Um and then, you know, Joe is here too. And so it may be that we, we get some support from Joe at times and, and we can learn a little bit more about Ryan also having some help from Joe. So that's kind of the plan. Sound good to you, Faith? Yes. Awesome. Should we do this? And follow-up questions from Fo- me, right? I mean, always and forever, Faith, please. <laughs> yes, yes. Follow-up <laughs> questions are critical to the success of any interview. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, well, great. Then let's get started, shall we? Absolutely. All right. Thank you for being here and welcome Ryan. Oh, all of a sudden he gets quiet. <laughs> That's what I love about Ryan. <laughs> He's been talking through the whole intro. It's good to see you, buddy. Thank you for yeah. being here. Are you excited to be yeah. back? Yeah. Good. You're excited to, to be back with the Wayfaring Band and, and in our studio? Yeah. Cool. Thanks for coming. Can you introduce your friend? Who is this person? Joe. Joe? I know we've got four of us in in the studio today. This is super exciting. Yes, it is. And (laughs) and how do you know what what does Joe do in your life? Who who is he in your life? So he does a lot of things like he'll say just an example throw out there. Um so he's been working on this for probably three years, because I've known him for that long. Um, but he'll tell us that 
It's not me going to find something for you. You're going to do the work, and I'm going to help you along the way to get to it. But I'm not going to stand there and tell you how, you know, go do it. He's going to make you do the work. First of all, I can tell you've had that conversation a few times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so Joe is a job coach in your life. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That's very cool. Does that kind of connect some dots for you, Faith? Yes. Awesome. Um, welcome, Joe. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're glad that you're here. Is there anything else that we need to know about Joe? I think he hit on the head when he said support. <laughs> okay. Support. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, then, Ryan, if, if you feel like you need some support during this interview from Joe, we can just rope him in just like you would lasso a cattle. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> well, Ryan, let's back up a little bit. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Joe, for coming. Faith and I are really excited to have you both here. Yeah. Um, let's back up a little, Ryan, and tell us just a little bit about yourself. All first. Right. Yeah. All right. How old are you? 30. I can't. I can't deal with you being 30. <laughs> Since when? Um, you're 30? Yes. Ooh, you're getting old, Ryan. You're getting up there. Do you feel old? No. <laughs> okay. So you're 30. And what else? Uh, do you want to tell us anything else about you? What else do we need to know about you? Do you have any favorite hobbies? Things you like to do? Well, right now I'm I'm doing uh I'm doing I'm playing on a team, so it's, it makes it fun for me to do it because it's just involving everybody, not just one person. So it's fun. What are you playing on a team with? Like what is it like a sport that you're playing? Yes, it is. Uh, we're actually called the Denver Mustangs is what we are. So the Denver Mustangs? Things, yes. And what kind of team is it? What sport do you play? It's hockey. Get out of town. <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh, that's like a skill I wish I had. Yeah. So you play hockey with the Denver Mustangs? Yes, I do. Okay. All right. All right. I know there's a lot of other interesting things about you, but I think we'll get to some of that through the questions. Okay. So is that cool with you if we get yeah. started? Okay. So Faith and I always ask the same first question of all of our guests. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the very first question we have for you, Ryan, is who is your best friend and why is that person special? I don't have a best friend. Okay. Do you want one? Do you, do you wish you had a best friend? Yes. Okay. Tell me how you feel about that. If you wish you had one, but you don't have one, how come? Is it hard? It is hard, yes. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? What makes it hard to have a friend or a best friend? Um, it's a lot of um, it's a lot of planning, a lot of stuff like that that just makes it hard for me to do. Because things like what's what a best friend we do is plan to do something, and then it's like they don't want to do it. Mm. That was, that's kind of hard. Mm. So if let me see if I understand what you're saying so that it, it feels hard to plan stuff in the first place. But then if you do plan it, then sometimes they might not want to do it and that that feels hard too. Right. Okay. Have you tried that before with people? Like, have you tried to plan and do stuff and then they didn't want to do it? Or is I, the idea of it hard? Idea of it's hard. Okay. Okay. Do you have friends that are maybe not your best friend, but that are like okay friends? Yeah. Okay. Can you think of some of the, their names? Maybe you. <laughs> oh, lucky <laughs> me. I would love to do stuff with you. Um, but you're right. Scheduling can be tough sometimes, huh? Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Is When you think about best friends, Ryan, and you say you wish you had one, what do you think would be special about having a best friend? Why would it be good? Maybe for them to get to know me better. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. For them to get to know you better. Yeah. yeah. Do you want people to get to know you? Yes. You feel like that would be cool? Yeah. Do you want to get to know other people as well? Sure. Have you ever tried to get to know someone better? Have you ever made no. the effort? No. No? Why not? What's holding you back? This could be the attention part too. 
You could be the wet part too, bud. Um, there's the transportation part too, because that okay. sounds that's, that's hard to do. Transportation can yeah. be hard. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Faith, do you relate to that, or does that make sense to you? Can you just repeat what he said? You want to repeat it, Ryan? Or you want me to? You can. Okay. <laughs> that Ryan said the transportation part can be hard about friendship too. So Ryan, you do not drive on your own, is that right? That is that is right. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to go somewhere, you need some help. Yes. What do you do when you want to go somewhere? Either ask Joe or mom or whoever. Okay. So then I can get somewhere. Yeah. Do you ever take the bus or no. Lyft or Uber or anything like that? Not. You're looking at me like, what the <laughs> what? heck are those? <laughs> okay. So not you don't do any like ride sharing. No. I think you know about Lyft and Uber though. Yeah. But you you don't do that. You've, or or you not right now? Not right now. No. Okay, so you you need a a human being to help you drive places like right. Joe or your mom or something. Yeah. Okay, so sometimes that's also hard with friends is finding people to help you get places. Right. It is. Okay. Okay. Do you ever feel lonely, Ryan? Sometimes, not always. Okay. You're looking at Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder. Tell me more about why. Do you know why you looked at Joe just then? I kind of have an idea. That's why. <laughs> but I might, I might not be right. Might not be right. No, I might not be right. So when you say you don't, sometimes you feel lonely, but not all the times. Right? Right. So what helps, what helps you to not feel lonely? What, what, feel, what helps you feel, feel good and like you've, that you've got good people in your life? Who are some of the people in your life that you really care about? <laughs> you can say his name. <laughs> I see you pointing. Do you want to say his name? Mm. You can do it. Who's that person right there? Still pointing at him. <laughs> 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 can you say who this is? Yeah, what's his name? Joe. Joe. So Joe is somebody who cares about you and who you care about too? Yeah. Okay, who else is in your life that you care about? And it's okay if it's your family. Yeah, it is. Okay, who's who's in your family that you care about that you want to that that make you feel good? Well, obviously Sean and Mom, but Colin's the loudest kid ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so here's what I heard you say: Sean, your brother Sean, yeah. and your mom. Yep. But Colin's the loudest <laughs> kid ever. Now we say this with love, right? We always talk about we say yeah. this with love. But so who is Colin? in your life who is he my brother one of your brothers okay yep. he's so sean is one of your brothers colin is your other brother um and, and he's a little bit loud sometimes for you yeah okay but do you still love him <laughs> yes okay good <laughs> we all have different personalities on our families huh and it can make it it can make it for a real circus sometimes at home yep. Yep. um okay but so that's pretty cool because you do have i mean i know you have a sister you have two brothers and you have a mom mm -hmm. And yeah. so you have some good family that some people you hang out with and that are part of your support system. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Awesome. Well, that's a good overview for now. Do you have anything else you want to say about friendship? I don't think so. Okay. That's a good start. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Then I'm going to move on to the second question. Okay. Which we've asked whenever we travel with the Wayframe Band, we ask this question and sometimes our answers change. So it's always good to kind of check in. So, Ryan, if you could be an animal, any animal other than a human, what animal would you want to be and why? A giraffe. A giraffe? Oh. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. That neck could be a real liability. What are some of the advantages, do you think, to being a giraffe? You can look different ways. You could, <laughs> not just different ways, but up and down and kind of all over. Right. You There are things that you want to see that you feel like it'd be nice to be able to stretch up and see them. Yeah. Okay. What else? What else is cool about being a giraffe? Can you think of any other advantages? No. <laughs> just, just wanting to be taller than everybody else? <laughs> what do you think about giraffes, Faith? Well, um, <laughs> well, I'm just saying this for love, <laughs> but um, every time when I see people who's really tall, 
I can always think of something. A giraffe. You're looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that I am a giraffe to you? <laughs> I so. Well, I don't know about the neck. That's so. right. I don't have the longest neck. But sometimes no. supermodels do kind of have that elegant long giraffe neck. Yes. Yes. But also sometimes if they're so tall, they can see the beautiful view. So. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. That is yeah. good. It is. So being able to see the view. They're also, I think, really elegant, Ryan. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I can kind of see that for you. Like yeah. they're very uh just sort of lovely creatures, right? They're gentle, which yeah. I think is also something like I think of you yeah. as gentle and kind, but yeah. also ha- they have a presence. Yes. Right? You're right. They're so not to be trifled with. <laughs> 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 what were you going to say? I babe? was going to ask, do you have like any connections with a giraffe? Uh, maybe just at the zoo, but that's really proud of it. Because they're up to zoo a lot, so you see them like quite a bit. So you don't have a connection with them? No. Okay. Uh, well, well, that's a conne- that could be a connection, though. That's a good connection because when we live in Colorado, it's kind of the only connection we have a chance to have, right? Right. I mean, being at the zoo, and we're lucky that we live in a place where um, the giraffes at the zoo, we actually get a chance to feed them. Have you ever done that? No. That's a new thing at the Denver Zoo, but they've done it down south at the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo for, I don't know, a long, long time. But they have a platform that puts you right up at the level of the giraffe's heads and mouths. And you can get lettuce. You can buy lettuce. And then you can feed the giraffe. And then they'll eat the lettuce right out of your hands. Oh, that's cool. I saw that yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I did once because my friend Robbie did it first. You guys know Robbie. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ro- no, you're right. Joe hasn't <laughs> met Robbie, but we can introduce him sometime. But Robbie had the lettuce and he put it in his mouth. Yeah, I and saw then that. You remember part. that? And he yeah. saw it in the video and he leaned in and the giraffes, you know, have purple tongues and they're like twisty. Mm-hmm. And the giraffe reached out and just sucked that lettuce right out of Robbie's yeah. mouth. <laughs> it was like a little makeout session between yeah. the giraffe and yeah. Robbie. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty silly. Would you do that, Ryan? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna leave that to Robbie. <laughs> um well that's really cool. I love that. I think that's yeah. a good answer, giraffes. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, next question. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, Ryan, you know that on the podcast, we do like to talk a little bit about disability. Right. Even though our show's not about disability, it's about people. Right. But when we, we talk a little bit about it sometimes so that people who might be listening might have a chance at feeling like they can make a connection. Right. Mm-hmm. Around how we're the, di- not just how we're the same, but also sometimes how we might be different. Right. right. So, um, Ryan, I'm wondering, would you share, would you be willing to share with our listeners about your diagnosis, the diagnosis of your disability? That's fine. Okay. And can you tell us what it is? What's it called? The name? Another option is I can say it and then you can say it back. Do you want to try that? Yeah. Okay. So it's called Fragile X. Right? Right. Okay. Can you say it back to me now? Did I get it right? Yeah, you did. Okay. Should we leave it at that? Yeah. Fragile X. Yeah. And is it okay if we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And we don't want to, we're not going to get too much into it because we're not doctors. Like it's not really, we're (laughs) interested in our, our personalities, right? Right. But Fragile X is the name of a genetic reality, right? So it's something that's true about you, and it's just one part of you. Is that true? Yeah, Okay. it is. Okay. So it's one part of your story is that you experience Fragile X. Yeah. But now let's talk about what that actually means in your life, okay? Let's talk about, so this word disability, we kind of have feelings about sometimes, right? So how do you feel about the word disability? Do you like it or not like it? Kind of don't like it. Okay. Why not? I find it offensive. Tell me more. So you find it offensive. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Is there a word that you prefer instead of disability? Maybe different ability. Different ability. Yeah. Okay. 
I feel like one of the things, Ryan, we've kind of talked about before is yeah, the, the people don't always understand what having a disability means. Yeah. And people can make some assumptions that aren't true. Right. Does that ever happen to you, that people make assumptions about you? Sometimes they do, yeah. And do any of those assumptions piss you off? They can kind of bug me sometimes, sure. Depending on what they're saying or how they're saying it, but yeah. Yeah. Can you give me an example of, of something that somebody might say that's annoying or kind of bugs you? Uh, so, Ryan, I just want to ask Joe maybe for some ideas about some other things that maybe you guys kind of run into in your daily life. Okay. okay go ahead. That you may have experienced. So, okay. Joe, can you think of any ideas or questions for Ryan about, about uh, you know, disability or things that might bug him on a day-to-day? So some people look at you, Ryan, and they assume that you can't do something. Right. That is true, yeah. Does that make you, yeah, does that make you think of anything, Ryan? Any stories of when that's happened? Um. Or maybe, Joe, is there one in particular you're thinking of that you can jog Ryan's memory? Um. And kind of go back to not that particular story, but to a one that as a Broncos statement for years ago, that someone said they couldn't do something. Okay. Um, they obviously it was the first day in the job. It wasn't something that was brand new. And my mom's all like, "Well, here, I the job coach can't come today. Can I come?" The lady said, "No, you can't." So she's all like, "Well, I'm bringing my son down here to do this job, and I want him to kind of have support." doing this job or whatever and then you know the person that manager said okay why don't we go do tickets or something i figured okay just to be you know a good thing or whatever and then they're like he can't do that i'm like thinking wait a minute like now you told someone that's gonna be doing something now you told the support person the same thing and now you're telling me that i can't take tickets because i, I can't do it is that what you're telling me? Like, that to me was like kind of offensive. I was like, so I'm, what am I supposed to do? Like, you're going to do how to do it or just stand there and look at me like you don't care? Mm. So, yeah, I mean. Would it be fair to say, Ryan, that it felt like they took away your job? Or they took away your, your right to decide about your job? Yeah. And. How did that make you feel? Kind of felt like I just wanted to quit because I was like, well, that's what you want to tell me. Then I'm just going to, you know, but don't tell me that I'm just going to quit because you got one thing. You got a good person trying to do something, right? You tell the person you can't do it. Then, okay, I just quit on you because that's not what I want to do. I want to be able to do something. And now you tell me that I can't do it. I'm just going to quit on you. See you. Have have it your own way then, because I'm just going to quit. So So does that make sense, Faith, that he felt like he wanted to quit because they told him he couldn't do a certain job? And they wanted him him to do nothing instead. Yeah. For not doing his job. Well, and it sounds like that day that his job coach couldn't be there, and that then his mom said, well, can I be there with him instead? And then they said no. Is that right? That's right, yeah. So you were alone. Pretty much. So this is a really and good. And what what and what did they say to Ryan about that? What did they say about his job coach not being there, or his mom? So they just said that he needed to be there by himself and just do it. But then they took his job away. It sounds like, and it sounds like it was also kind of confusing. Is that yeah. true? Yeah. One of the things that here's what it reminds me of, Faith, and tell me if this feels true to you. It reminds me of guess of the importance of support, kind of like Joe said at the very beginning. If we need support, we have to have it. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. And when people try and take away our support, I mean, that's a big bummer. Yeah, it is. Because then we, you know, we're not going to be able to do our job. Right. Right? And it can be confusing. Yeah. Did you feel alone? Kind of. I know you felt mad because you said you wanted to walk out. Yeah, I did. And it feels like you wanted to quit. Yeah. At that point, I did, yeah. Let me ask Ryan, I want to ask you and Joe a little bit, just since we do, we're lucky enough to have 
your job coach with you. Um, Go ahead. What's the dynamic? Like, what are some of the things that when you're together, um, like to what degree, Ryan, I heard you at the very beginning say that Joe always tells you he's not here to do your job. He's right. just here to, to support you yeah. doing your job. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. But tell, tell us a little bit about the kind of support that you need from Joe that help that when you don't have him, you know, you feel it. You're like, ah, so what kind of help does Joe give you? Uh, like, I don't know how to put it. Uh, it's more like, more like he, he will tell you that if you want the job, you need to go keep up, just keep applying and keep going and keep going until you get somewhere. Or if you stop in the process, it's not like you just said, I'm not going to continue continuously do it. So you have to kind of just keep going, finish it until you want to do it. So that's what, that's what he does. Basically says, okay, so here's what, here's what it is. We're going to finish it. Yeah, Ryan, should we ask Joe kind of about his side of things? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> and Joe, because we've talked on the show, just so you know, we've talked about job coaches before, and, and mm-hmm. we we haven't talked with a job coach before, but can you share us with us just a little bit about, to, from your perspective, what is your job as a job coach? Well, what kind of stuff you do for a, like a job coach? Well, it starts out finding a job if they need a job. Um, application process, interview process, and then just any on-job training. My goal is to get them as independent as possible so that they can go and do the job themselves with as little support as possible. Hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of cool, Ryan. That's like kind of what you're saying that yeah, the, the idea is that you're the one doing the work. Yeah. Joe's like, nice try, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's your job. Yeah, <laughs> your, That's right. And but then when you're together, do you still stay together all the time, or is there a point, Joe, where you don't go to the job anymore? Or are you always there? How does that work? Absolutely. Once they get the the skill down, I will back off. And then when uh, the job approaches or uh, the client approaches, wants to learn a new skill at that job, then I'll come back in and uh, help learn that skill until it's mastered, and then back off again. Oh, cool. Okay. So, Ryan, Joe doesn't go to your job every single time, just when you're learning a new skill? Yeah. Okay, neat. And then until you don't need the support anymore. Right. There's a couple different kinds of support, right? Some of us need support all the time with a certain task, right? Right. And sometimes we just need support for a little while until we learn it ourselves. I think that's what my job coach did, too. Right. Because you have had a job coach in the past, but you don't have it right now, right? Not right now, but in the past... um, like everything what Joe was saying is the same thing. Great. So it feels familiar. Yeah. Well, and we started this whole conversation by talking about that you don't like it when people tell you you can't do stuff. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And what I heard there is that you felt offended. That's something I heard you say a couple different times. Yeah. And and do you feel like when you're talking about feeling offended about that, do you feel like that's related to disability? Because that was the other bigger thing we're talking about. Is that why it feels offensive sometimes? Yes. And so that people are treating you differently because of your disability? Right. Okay. What do you wish, what do you want people to do? How do you want to be treated? Like a normal person. (laughs) A normal person? Yeah. Okay. And what's that? How, How should normal people be treated? Maybe of respect, because that's what we go through. That's what we do as a group sometimes. I mean, I don't know you do it that way. I mean, I try. <laughs> I try, right? <laughs> so I heard you say having respect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can I ask some stuff? Sure, sure. Um, so not being so bossy. Okay. And then what else do you want? Do you think people should treat each other? So I heard respect, not being so bossy. Mm-hmm. What else, you guys? You can work together on this one. Okay. <laughs> Saying something really nice. Saying something really nice? Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Faith, you want to say something nice to Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I think, Ryan, I respect you because you're my friend. And I'm glad I have a friend like you. And I 
I had a great time in Moab with you. <laughs> it was pretty awesome when you <laughs> did the rock, the rock climbing. Yeah. Mm, yeah, you remember that? Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's take a quick break. Right. And uh, during the break, you know, folks listening, it's a good time to say something nice to someone. We'll be right back. The Wayfaring Band is not a rock and roll band, are we, Faith? Mm -mm. So what type of band are we? We are a band of travelers. Travelers, right. So the Wayfaring Band takes original transformative adventures that include adults with and without cognitive and developmental disabilities. But anybody can come on a trip with us, right, Faith? Yes. Like who? Everybody. Like everybody? Yes. Well, as long as they're a grown-up. Yes. They have to be a grown-up because we work with adults. Well, an adult everybody. An adult everybody. So if you're an adult everybody, you're welcome to join the Wayfaring Band on tour. If you're a caregiver, a student, a teacher, a professional, an activist, an interested adult everybody community member, all of you are welcome to join the Wayfaring Band on tour and experience our culture of inclusion firsthand be a part of it. How can they learn more, Faith? Learn more at www.thewayframeband.com. All right. Welcome back from the break. We are really excited to be back. We're sitting here just laughing our way through life um, here in the studio with, of course, Faith and I are here together and yes. we have our guests, uh, Ryan Wilson, and uh, he has shared our time and our space with his job coach, Joe Grass. So welcome back, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Um, okay, so we've talked about a lot of things, but I want to keep digging in. We just we got into some interesting territory there, kind of about disability, about how it feels when people tell us we can't do something, which is one of my major triggers. That's of for course, sure. It is. Look, uh, I'm I telling you, that, Ryan. You, you know, too. when people tell me I can't do something, it's almost like a green light to try. Yeah, right. I, I think a lot of us feel that way, though. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, listen, Ryan. Um, one of the things that I want to chat with you about, a we talked a tiny bit about your job, but let me just ask a few more questions about that. So go ahead. So what is your job? I know we talked about that it was you were at the Broncos Stadium doing your job, but what is your what is the job that you have? We do a lot of like security work, stuff like that, where Argus is kind of a huge thing, but for me that's been my thing for the past five years, so I've been doing it forever. So you've been working with a security company for the past five years? Yeah. F feels like forever, though. Yeah, it feels like forever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and where does the security company, what kind of security, what kind of events do you do for uh, your security company? Uh, we, it, it, there's a lot you can do. I only do, like, um, obviously, Coors Field is wonderful because I get to run that. Um, they run... Pepsi Center, obviously, they run all So the Coors Field is the baseball, yeah, baseball yeah, diamond where the, the Rockies, Rockies play in, yeah. for Denver, and the yeah. Pepsi Center yeah. is the a big arena. Where the abs, the Avalanche the, hockey uh, team, yeah, the, the Nuggets basketball yeah, team. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right, and and then also the stadium, in Vesco Field, or maybe uh, they changed the, the name again. They changed it, yeah. That's the problem when you name things after corporations. But <laughs> anyway, where the Broncos play? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you a lot of these really big venues. I mean, these are big events that you're yeah. working at. Yeah. And so, what's your job when you're saying security? Are you the guy in charge of throwing people out if they get too rowdy, or no? <laughs> no. Okay, so not that kind of security. <laughs> no. So where? What do you do for your job? We are in charge of watching for all sorts of different things. Um, obviously, like you know. Um, like stuff in people's shoes you have to watch out for a lot because we don't really see that often. We see it a lot, but people do, so we have to watch for that. Anything to do with anything to do with metal is, I mean, belts. You don't have to take it completely off, but you have to just show us on both sides so that we can see both sides of that. Second, the first time you came to here, something's not right. Second time, something isn't right, and the third time, something's completely wrong. Now what? 
Now I get supervisor involved. Now I have to figure out what's wrong with all that first. Okay, I'm going to pause you just so I want to make sure I understand the process. You're doing great. Nice work. I just have never done your job before, so I want to make sure that I understand what you're (laughs) saying, okay? Go ahead. So here's what I'm hearing, that you're at the gate at the beginning, right, when people are trying to get in to Coors Field. Right. Okay, or wherever. Right. And they have to go through security. They have to go through the metal detector. So obviously they can't have any metal, you said, right? But then you got to check other weird places, like their shoes, Mm. I yeah. heard you say that they have to flip over their belt because some people try and hide stuff behind their belt on their pants. Yeah, they okay. do. Okay. Yeah. And then that they basically get three chances to get it right, <laughs> to be yeah. able to go through without being detected. And if, if they're still beeping or whatever after the third time, then you get the supervisor involved. Is that right? Right. Okay. All right. Do you ever get stressed, Ryan? Uh, or so- do people somewhat, get stressed? Sometimes I do. I mean, yeah. it depends on the situation. Depends on what the obviously bringing in too so there's a couple of times where people have approached me and said do you have a, some type of gun or whatever and I don't know what to do with that so now I have to get see. they tell you that they have a gun yeah they tell you that yeah they tell you that first and I'm like now what to do now I have to get the supervisor involved now I have to get the, the PD involved because I don't know what to do with it okay so hold, now on, hold, on, hold on hold on hold on I have questions <laughs> 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 okay because this is good to know that this is something that you're managing out in the world. So somebody comes up to you, let's say they want to go to a baseball game, so they're trying right. to get in. Right. But they tell you, hey, I'm carrying a weapon. and They tell you that, like, they're not trying to hide it. You're saying no. that sometimes people are just carrying a weapon and they don't realize that, oh, yeah, I can't take it in here. Right. So they tell you, hey, I've right. got a weapon. Right. And then you say, okay, let me tell my supervisor. Or then you said the PD, meaning the police department? Yes. Okay. So you have people there that you can ask for help if that ha- that's happened to you before? Oh yeah. Does that happen a lot? Not 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 no. not every does no. it happen every game or not every game? I don't think every game it no. does, no. Okay. But yeah, it, it's scary. You don't know what to do with it. You're just I saying. mean, I'm not thrilled <laughs> <laughs> to hear that that's happening, but no. But I am happy to hear that you know how to ask for help when that happens. Right. Is that something they train you for? Or do you just always know you can ask your supervisor if you need help? Uh, so now, they don't tell me that all the time, but now according to my law now, you they have this active, active shooter video that you have to watch. And now you have to understand what to do with that. But it explains, wow. it explains how to do certain things if someone's coming in with something, you don't know what you can do. You've got options. Either you can run. No, I think it's hide, run, and maybe hit something. I don't know what the rest of them are. But they teach you how to manage that. But to understand the basics of that, too, if it does ever just come up or whatever. So it's a thing. So now, let me ask you about that, Ryan. Go ahead. So... As part of your job, you had to watch a training video about what to do if there's an active shooter. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, it is. Okay, and that it gives you some suggestions in the video of what you could do. And yeah. I heard you say run, or hide, run, and then you're not sure about the other ones. Yeah. Right? But yeah. You, So you watched that video? Yeah, I did. And how do you feel about that? I mean... Let me ask you this. Is it... It's something that have there has anyone approached you like that before in a way that kind of scary you don't know what to do with it in a in a in a job sense of things. So has it happened to you that way where someone's approached you and said, you know, I got this weapon, I don't know did have that happened to you before or no? For me? Yeah. Um I no, that's never happened to me at any of the jobs that I've had where somebody threatened me with a weapon but one of my really good friends is a teacher and she had an active shooter scare at her school it it actually was not there there was not actually a gun it was a toy gun but they didn't know that and so she had to be in her classroom with all of her students and they were put on lockdown and she was hiding under the desks with all of her students and they were really scared. And then the SWAT team came in with all their guns out 
and it's really it was really traumatic and then of course i know in our country there are a lot of people who have had gun violence and experiences around gun violence and so it's something i've heard of but no i i've i'm lucky that it hasn't that that hasn't happened to me has it happened to you no, I'm just there to ask you. Yeah, you're just curious. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting that it's something that you're being trained for. I mean, I'm, uh, I have a lot of feelings about this that are not, <laughs> well, they're not all maybe entirely in the scope of our conversation, but I'm more curious, Ryan, what you think. Like, for you, when you watch that training video, do you feel okay going to work? Do you feel, do you feel prepared? I mean, does it scare you to think about yeah, having that? It does, yeah. It does. It's scary because you don't know what they're gonna they're gonna say or how they're gonna say it to you. So I mean, it's scary for anybody, really. So I mean, anybody that says that, that's like now, what do I do with that? How do I figure out for my own safety? How that safety of mine, safety of me first, safety of other people, and not just me. So I think about myself first before thinking about how do I go approach it. And how do I go about doing it so that's right. not... I'm, I'm, I worry about my safety all the time. You, really worry, do. you worry yeah. about your safety all the yeah. time? Yeah, I do. And tell me some other ways in which you worry about your safety. Like, So at your job, sometimes you worry about it. Where else do you worry about it? Pretty much all over the place, really. Mm. It can be scary. And what do you worry about? What kind of stuff do you think could happen? Or what kind of stuff has happened that makes you worry? Have bad things ever happened? Or would you say it's just on your mind? It's just on my mind. Okay. <sighs> All right. And I have a question for you, Joe. Were you with Ryan during that new training video that he, the active shooter video? Like, was that something you were a part of? I was not. So, Ryan, were you on your own when you watched that video? Or with other people at your job? Other people, yeah. Okay, it but did. you didn't have your job coach or any, or your mom or anything like that? I think mom was there. Oh, your mom was there. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. See. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, cool. It is scary, though. I think about it sometimes. Yeah. It is. Did you and your mom talk about it more after the video? Like after work that day? Did you talk about it at all? Kind of a lot. Kind of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's so much we could say about that. I think for now, let's let's try and maybe put a pin in it uh, just because there is so much. I'm sure a lot of people who are listening might have their own opinions about about all of these things. And yeah. um, I guess, Ryan, I just I think it's really cool that you have a job. Um, sounds like you really paid attention to understanding what your job is and knowing how to do it well. Right. All right. Well, let's let's move on from from the job thing for now. But thank you so much for sharing all that stuff. That was super interesting. Yeah. Um. And now for something completely different. different. Ah. <laughs> I want to ask you. I have to ask you. And I hope it doesn't feel like too much whiplash that I'm going to ask you something so different than what we were just discussing. Um. But because we are all whole and integral and interesting human beings with very full lives, I am going to. I'm going to go in another direction here, okay? Mm -hmm. You yeah, ready? You, are. you already know what uh, I'm going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about love mm -hmm. and romance. And it's not everyone's cup of tea. No, it's not. It's not. But but I'm curious. You know, you said you're 30. I'm curious, Ryan, as an adult, you know, what do you think about love and romance? I'm just going to wait for it, really. I'm not going to. You're going to wait for it? Yeah, wait. Yeah. And when you say wait for it, Go ahead. what's it? Are you waiting for a someone? Are you waiting for... The right person. The right person to come along? Yeah. Okay. Have you imagined anything about that person? Like, do you know what kind of qualities that person might have? No. Okay. How will you know it if it comes? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is this something that you think about ever? Do you ever wonder about love or? Not, no. It's not, not number one on your list? No. Do you imagine that you might ever be interested in being in a partnership? 
Like, could you see yourself having a partner? Like a significant other? I don't think so. Not right now, I don't. Not right now. It, does it, yeah, what does it feel like? It Does that, what, what about it feels like it's not right now for you? Does it feel hard or like it's not really you, your personality? Or does it feel like you can't really imagine it? Or are you not sure? I'm not sure. Okay. Have you ever had a crush in the past? <laughs> Has there ever been somebody that you were romantically interested in? Or like, did you ever want to go on a date or anything? Don't think so. Okay. Yeah. And when you say you want to wait for it, though, do you think one day you will want to? When you picture your life, is it something that you think one day you're going to want to have somebody in your life? Down the road, sure. Down the road? Okay. What are your dreams about that for down the road? Could be, so what do you imagine it could one day when you're ready, do you want to be able to, let's say, go on dates or get married or have a lover or have a companion? What, what, when you imagine down the road, do you have a picture in your mind of what it would look like? I don't think so. Okay. So right now, this isn't really top of your mind. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> okay. What do you think, Ryan? Are you focused on on connections and relationships in your life that are more like friends or caregivers or family? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Um, that's great. Thanks. I know that. Um, I want to ask you just a couple more questions. You're doing so great and we're getting there. And I know it's been an awesome conversation so far. So thank you. Yeah. I do want to ask you about, um, college. Cause like one of the things that we mm. try and talk about a lot is like adult stuff, because I know that we're all adults mm -hmm. in the room. We always, that's all of our guests are adults. We like to talk about adult stuff. And so one of the things that I know about you is that you, you did go to college, uh, for a year yeah. Is that right? I did. Um, and that was something that you tried. There was a new program, an inclusive education program at a, a university in here in Colorado, and you yeah. gave it a try. Um, let me ask you this, because right. some so, so our listeners don't know anything about it. Okay, so let's just talk about first. Let's just talk about the structure. When you went to college, Ryan, were you sleeping at home or were you sleeping at the college? Like at home with your mom and your brothers, mm -hmm. or were you at a dorm? At a dorm. For a okay, while. so you went to the dorm. Yeah. And how far away was it from where your mom and your brothers live? About two and a half hours, I would say. I'd say that's pretty far. Uh, two and yeah. a half hours. Okay, Ow. so it wasn't down the street. Mm. So when you were at your dorm room, I mean, you were you couldn't just run home for dinner. You were far. Yeah. Was that the first time that you'd ever lived away from home? I think so. Yeah. How did that feel when you first did that? Not too good. Was it hard? Yeah. Yeah. Why was it hard? Did you, can I give you an idea? <laughs> okay, go Did ahead. you miss them? Was it, did you feel homesick ever? No, not really. Oh, goodbye, mom. And oh. <laughs> farewell, family. <laughs> I do not feel homesick. <laughs> well, I, my freshman year of college, I, I, I didn't think I would, but then I kind of did. Yeah. I was, it's like, for me, it was like both, a little yeah. bit of both. So you went for a year and then did you go for a second year? No. Okay. So you decided not to go back. Right. And why did you decide not to go back? This wasn't the right fit in the first place. Okay. Hmm. That happens sometimes, right? Right. Sometimes it's not the right fit. Did, did you have any friends in college? Did you meet any people when you were like on your maybe in your dorm? No. Not in your dorm? No. So not even a roommate? I, I don't think so. I think you lived alone, is that right? <laughs> yeah. In your room? Like yeah. did you have someone else sleep in your room or by yourself? I switched to a different one that ended up by myself before. Okay. That. So mm. yeah. So was that part of what was tough? 
I think so, yeah. So you had a roommate at the beginning. Yeah. And then you switched to being by yourself. Right. Okay. Um, I So w- a little bit of what I know, and then I'll leave it up to you about what you want to share, but what I've heard a little bit about from you in the past was that when you were up at college two and a half hours away from your friends and family, right. And you, that you were kind of alone and you didn't really know a lot of people that one of the things I remember hearing from you at the time, because we would talk on the phone a few times. You remember that? Sometimes we talk. And one time we got together for lunch when we had to come up there. Kendall, remember we had to come up to, to your town. I don't know if you remember that. I know it was a little while ago, but anyway, but one of the things I remember is that it was lonely yeah, and that people were kind of assholes. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Can you talk a little Mm. bit about that? Whatever you want, but I'm just, can you share with us a little bit about some of the stuff that people did? I would love to know. (laughs) Is that true that sometimes people were mean? Yeah, they were. Are there any particular moments that you want to talk about? So before we before we started recording, and this I wanted to share a little bit about this because I think it's important for people to understand our process. One of the things that can be helpful when we're going to do a recording like this is for people to feel really prepared, right? So one, and we all prepare differently. Like I'm the kind of person that doesn't need a lot of prep. And that's just because that's, I'm shoot from the hip girl, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. But some of us do great with a lot more prep. And I know, Ryan, that's something that helps you is time to prepare. Right. Right. So for you, before we started recording, we sat together with all four of us and we kind of were like, this is what we're going to do. And these are the questions that we're going to ask. And we didn't know what all the answers would be, but we kind of made a plan. Right. Right. And so when we got together downstairs, um, since we're upstairs in the sound booth, uh, when we got together, one of the things we talked about around college you said that there was something that happened at your school after the last presidential election, that there was an incident that happened at, at school at, on campus. Is that something that you want to talk about? You're nodding your head. (laughs) Okay. Well, and I wasn't there. So, I mean, I haven't heard the story. So if you want to, and we didn't talk about it downstairs either. So I don't know the story. So if you want to just share to us what happened, we can learn a little bit more about it. So, like I said before, like earlier before doing this, um, the fact that I didn't obviously wanted obviously Hillary Clinton to win, she didn't, and that went the other way. So, ended up after all that happened and everything else, people were, were like, "Well, you know, he won. That's great. I, I'm not gonna say that he did because he's not the greatest of things." Um, so after Hillary didn't win, Hillary Clinton, yeah, and Donald Trump did win, and so after that happened, then what happened? I mean, obviously dorms are pretty small, and you don't realize that I'm not supporting that, and said the person thought that I was, and said that he won, which didn't kind of understand, but then I don't know. I think you just said that he won and everything else. So can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Okay, so what I heard you say is that dorms are kind of small, but that that it wasn't obvious to everyone that you had supported Hillary Clinton, you said. Right. Okay. And your the other people in your dorm didn't necessarily know that, so that this guy at your dorm assumed that you had supported Trump and started talking to you about how Trump had won? Yeah, right. Okay. And then did you tell him that you didn't support Trump? I don't think I don't think I told him that I didn't. So you were just listening. Yeah. Okay. And then what kind of stuff was he saying to you? Is this an area where you could use some help? Yeah. And I don't know, Joe, if you know a little bit more about the story or if there's another way that we can get to it. Were they happy with you, Ryan? No, they were not. What kind of things did they say to you? People were like, so how come you don't support this? I don't. Just a lot of 
nasty negative comments that were just like, it's kind of outrageous because I didn't support it and no one else did. So did they want you there? No. Did they say that? Yeah, they did. And now Joe was Joe there, or is uh, this something that you told Joe about after it happened? I don't know if he was there for it. I don't know. Yeah, Joe, do you remember how this I all went down? I was not there. I was told by support staff what had happened. After the incident, I believe Ryan went and got help. Okay, so some got of this... Got help with... Okay, yeah, I did. But you remember that? Yeah. And who did... So you went to somebody at the university for help. You had a support staff. Okay. And how'd that go? When you got help? You want me to ask Joe kind of what he remembers instead? Or do you want to talk? If he wants to add something, he certainly can. I mean... I don't know. Is there anything else, Joe, that you want to say? Just that Ryan was approached by a group of students and he was told to leave and that he was not wanted on campus anymore. You remember that, Ryan? Yeah. There was a pretty big fallout from from that, too. Uh, Ryan really didn't feel safe for himself and did not want to be there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I did not. That's right. That sucks. It does. Yeah, it does. How did it feel to be told that you weren't welcome at the school from the, the students? How did it make you feel? I just wanted to go home and not talk about it anymore. Mm. Yeah. That's why I was like, well. Yeah. Ryan, <coughs> in that election... Between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, the 2016 presidential election, did you vote? Yeah, I did. You did? Yeah. And are you going to vote in the next election that you can? Yeah, I mean, I I would. You shouldn't. That person should not be doing the same thing he's doing right now. Is not just completely just calling people names that doesn't don't need to be called names. So, I mean, that's one thing that I probably will never support ever again. Hmm. And if it comes up, I just won't do it because I'd just be like, "So, you lost, you lost that." So that he lost your vote when he yeah. started calling people names. Yeah. Okay. But you are going to vote again. Yeah. Okay, bud. And is it? Do you, are you proud that you're able to vote? Yeah. Does it feel good? Yeah. Yeah. Faith, have you ever voted in an election before? I don't know. Not sure. Have you? I have. Every single one that I've been able to. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a few opinions. And it's it's one way that we're able to share our opinions with the world, right? Yeah. Uh, it's something to think about. And I know in the disability community, you know, um, there are a lot of people who do vote and a lot of people who can. There are more people who can vote than do. So if if voting is something you're not sure about, it's something that we can, you know, for listeners as well, it's something to look into. Um, oh, yeah, it is. That adults are all able to vote. And, you yeah. know, if if we have our own guardianship and if it's something that uh, that we want to be involved in that process, that voting is a great way to be involved. So um, thank you for voting, Ryan. I think yeah. that's really cool and really appreciate you doing your part, you know, just to advocate for whatever you think is important. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. It is. Well, do you have any questions for us, Ryan? Is there anything that you want to know either about me or about Faith? We always give our guests a chance to ask us a question. Since we just asked you so many questions, we feel like it's only fair to at least give you a chance to ask one if you want. Well, if you don't, it's, it's, it's okay. So do you have a question for either of us? No. Okay. Joe, do you have a question? I do. Aha! <laughs> I would like to know how you two ladies met. Good. Qu 
actually. Yes. No one's ever asked us that before. No. Good one, Joe. Do you remember Faith? I have a, I think I know, but I want to know. Well, how what about you explain that? Okay, you tell me if this sounds right to you. Okay. The very first trip that we went on was the Badlands or Bust trip. And we went, we drove in a school bus, mm-hmm. none of these like charter buses, we roll old school, from Denver through Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, and then up through, well, we didn't do Wyoming on that side, so we went up through Nebraska into South Dakota. We did the Badlands. We did uh, Mount Rushmore. We mm-hmm. did Crazy Horse. Um, we kind of kept going up, and then we came down through uh, eastern Wyoming. That's when Faith and I first met. That was in 2014, mm-hmm. I think. Love but that know. was it. That was our story. Our our love story begins on the road to South Dakota mm-hmm. and ends in a sound booth in Denver, Colorado. Well, that's right. There's a lot of fun stuff in the middle, though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we were out of time. Um, is that Does that answer your question, Joe? It does. Thank okay, you. Okay, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you both. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you, Ryan. What a treat to get yes. to know more about you. We're yeah. so glad that you came. Yeah. Do you feel like you had a good time? Yeah. Yeah? It wasn't the worst thing in the world? No. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do it again? Maybe. He's nodding. Okay. All right. Well, thank well, you so I much. Feel I'm really glad to get to know you and Joe. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. Yes. All right. Well, thanks, listeners, for tuning in. And ta-ta for now from the Wayfaring Band. Peace out. Everybody In is sound engineered by Karen Hibner with original music by The Dosage. It is produced by The Wayfaring Band, a Denver-based 501c3 nonprofit specializing in life skills and leadership training through travel for adults with and without disabilities. Be sure to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta for now.